before we get started with the show, go over to Facebook and like the Mind My Business podcast page by searching at MMB Podcast. This will keep you up to date on the latest episodes. If you want more information on Box of Care, check out the Facebook page or find us on Instagram at Box of Care NOLA and Twitter at NOLA Box of Care. Thanks for listening and enjoy our latest episode. Welcome to Mind My Business, the podcast that gets you thinking about how to start, build, and grow a successful business from nothing. We walk through how to break down any barriers you may face and feature interviews from some of the best business owners of companies, large and small, providing insight on what it takes to get to the next step. Time to mind my business with your hosts, brothers Jonathan Floyd, owner of Box of Care, and Dean Floyd, owner of the Lux Concept. Guys, take it away. And away we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mind My Business, the show that puts your business on your mind. I am your host, as always, Jonathan Floyd. And before I get into today's episode, and I know I say it on the cold intro uh, where there's there's no music or anything, I appreciate everybody who has listened thus far. And if you've gone through every single episode, I appreciate it. I'd like to ask that if you don't mind, would you please, if you do like the episodes, share it, let people know you're listening to it. As always, I plan on getting more guests. I I know I've said that before and I've I've talked about going in and out of having guests, but I'd ask that you please share it if you do like it. If you have any sort of feedback or you want to be on the show or you, you have some thoughts, as always, shoot me an email. I, I say that as well in the in the show notes, but shoot me an email, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at boxacare.com. Um, I definitely want to hear from you. Um, again, like I said, I, I appreciate everybody who has listened, but I want to grow this podcast. I want to get more people telling their stories. I want to hit on more things that I think are important for small business owners to know. So that's why it's so important for me to make these connections and sort of reach out to people and, and just show my appreciation, but also give you something as always that's always the 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 goal for me is to give you something to hang on to hold on to that you could use and try to implement into whatever you're doing so without further ado i'll go ahead and get into the the topic for this week and when i sat down and, and was thinking about a topic and last week i did expectations and this week i was thinking about accountability because they go hand in hand but i, I started to go a different direction because i was thinking about how important positioning is in terms of being in a, in a small business. Now, I always talk about in a small business that there's so many things of life, especially in small business, because that essentially is a part of your life that tie together and go hand in hand. And I talked about expectations and how they tie it together with life. But this week, I want to talk about positioning. So when I when I say positioning, and if you hear me mention that term and you're like, what what is positioning? I don't know what that is. So often when we talk about other people, especially other businesses, we look at when when things happen good for other people, we say, well, they got lucky or and and not always. But in general, we say, well, what did they do? Who did they who did they give money or who did they do this or favors or whatever they they did to get to where they are? When we do it, we say, well, you know, look, I worked hard. I I did what I had to do. And and I, I, you know, worked my way up and bootstrapped and put in long nights and put in long days to, to get where I'm at. I say that because that is the a, a prime example to me of positioning and how positioning works for people to get to whatever their goals are and how we could look at others positioning versus our own positioning. I say that with three points in mind that I want to discuss and how we could use positioning to to help us. 
Now, before I get into the three points, in my normal nine to five, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I do diversity recruitment work. So my work is centered around going out and finding people who are minorities and trying to get them attracted to my the organization I work for, which I think I've, I've again, I've, I've talked about all that in, in in previous episodes. But another thing is from an internal standpoint, getting the people who do the hiring to look at the people I'm bringing in and say, OK, we've been doing things a certain way or, or our organization looks a certain way. We want it to look differently. We want it to look more diverse for a, a multitude of reasons. What can we do to start to make it look diverse and bringing people in as a part of it, but also getting the people on the inside to look at the organization and say, what have we done so far in the past that makes us have the organization look this certain way? What sort of biases or things that we know of consciously and unconsciously have us have our groups and business units look a particular way? Now, one thing I've studied within the the realm of biases is a thing called attribution bias. And, and I'll make a long story short with attribution bias. But that's basically saying that when others do something, you can attribute those things to outside factors, people helping them, them getting lucky, all these other all these other factors. And when we do things good, we can attribute that to hard work and and, and, and grit and determination and perseverance. Um, and that's how we get to where we want to go. Now, to be honest, are some people becoming successful and getting lucky, if you will, quote unquote lucky? Yeah, probably so. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's people you know it's hard for me to explain but sometimes i'll see a video on social media that i have three or four million views that is a person staring at a wall or a person doing a cartwheel or something normal and i'm just like how does that how, how does that get so much view how how do so many people find this and think that this was this big great thing but i mean I, again i can't i can't hate on it i mean but is there some luck involved in that but that person also may have put out 20 other videos they may put, have put out 150 other videos before before that uh this is kind of all off topic and I'll, I'll come back soon but cardi b i I've, and and i know my wife has watched the shows that cardi b on the love and hip-hop shows but cardi b became a rapper and and she was obviously in adult, in adult entertainment as a stripper dancing um but she became a rapper and people said well oh, she used the show that she was on to catapult herself and i heard her say on an interview one time i've actually been rapping for years she said you can go back and check all the stuff that i had done before it will show that i've been putting out music for a very long time i just never got the popularity so you know even if we like to attribute people getting a platform and being able to use that to have some sort of success a lot of times people have been working and have done things to potentially position themselves and use their platform so I say all that to say before I get into the points that we can look at others, but if you just focus on yourself, you should be able to have success. But if you position yourself, you should really be able to have opportunities to have success. And it's all about the opportunities um, and being able to capitalize on those. So the first point I, I want to get into when it comes to positioning is networking. So we, we've done a previous episode. My brother and I did a previous episode about networking, but it is so important to be able to connect to people to help you get yourself in a position to where you could be able to have some sort of success. So 
when you get into a particular industry, when I got into the gift industry and I had to look and say, okay, who are the people that a do what I do? So finding the competitors and looking at what they're doing and maybe you, you can connect, connect with a competitor. Maybe that's something that you could potentially use to get where you want to go. Maybe that's something you, you can be able to connect with them and they want to help you and can kind of guide you and show you the way and be a mentor for you. That's one way. Another thing in terms of networking was connecting to the vendors. So getting close to the people who make the products that you need is important because they could potentially help you with opportunities. But then also finding the people in your industry that could either that would either buy or be able to help you sell what you're doing. And that was something that was really important for me. Also finding folks from other businesses as well who have nothing to do with what I do, but would want a mentor. But getting close to those particular things will be able to help you position yourself in your business for what you're trying to do. On an earlier episode, and I, I bring up Antonio Cousin a, a lot and he's he's a he's been great to me and to what we're doing with the show. But he's somebody I've had discussions with. I want to get into real estate investing in addition to what I'm doing. I want to get into real estate investing. And I know by positioning myself next to him, he's somebody who's in that industry every day. Now, I know a ton of uh, uh, folks who do real estate, but he's been vocal about being able to help people. So for me, positioning myself next to him will help me get to where I want to get. It will help me decrease that learning curve and that ramp that I would need to climb to get to a position where I could have some sort of success. Now, could I potentially become a mentor to somebody in the future? Absolutely. That's definitely a possibility. But getting connected to somebody to start is going to make things so much easier for me. Now, you could get on on YouTube and you can get on um, Google and you can do all the searching and you could research as much as you want to, or as much as you want to research. And that will help guide you. It really will. I could learn how to build a house. I could learn how to put flooring down. I could learn how to do a lot of things and become a DIY person and, and be able to increase my skill set and, and learn how to do that. But even still in those particular things, it may help talking to a, a contractor or a carpenter or somebody else who does those things just to kind of get that feel. Um, you know, again, in the real estate investing, if I've talked about flipping houses, I mean, yeah, you can you can flip a house and you can watch it on TV and make it feel or it seems like it's easy. You can jump in, flip a house and learn and you watch it on TV. And I saw they said X, Y and Z. But there's so many nuanced and intricate pieces of that, that getting a little experience by walking a few jobs with somebody will probably help you learn a little bit faster where you could potentially get a checklist or things to help speed up the process for you. And that's really what it's all about. Yes, you want to bootstrap and there still is a high level of bootstrapping because the work definitely still has to be done. But understand by positioning yourself next to somebody who is a guru in that space, whatever space it is, you will you will decrease that learning curve. And that is what it's all about. It, 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 there's no shame in you know connecting with somebody and learning. Absolutely not. I don't I don't think anybody will look at you any different because realistically, even people who became uber successful have done that exact same thing in their, in their particular fields. Um, I, I saw now, you know, it's on the Internet, so you never know. But I, I saw a meme that talked about some of the folks that ho who are multi, 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 multi billionaires, the Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Elon Musk and all these people, how they had opportunities or things were put in their favor to help get to where they are. I mean, you don't become a billionaire by just being good at what you're doing. There's a certain level of positioning and a certain level of negotiating things you have to do amongst other things. But the opportunities that you, you're going to have to be positioned to have is how you're going to be able to have success. Another thing about 
about the networking thing for me is and I want to tell two quick, quick stories within this is the first thing was I always mentioned I was in a cohort for a program called Fund 17. And in that program, we had a night at the end of the uh, of, at the end of the cohort where we had folks from around the city come and, and see about our businesses and learn. And I was in there talking to a woman who came up to me and I mean, just great as, as kind as could be. And we started talking to each other and she was telling me about, you know, asking me questions about my business and I was telling her things. And at the end, she says in, in she was the CEO. I'm not going to mention the organization, but she was the CEO of an organization. And I was familiar with the organization. I'd seen their company around and she's almost been and I've talked to her and we've gone to lunch a few times and she's almost been like a mentor to me and she's been great to me. But she's been somebody who's helped me position myself to learn things, to be able to to get into other spaces that I would not even be able to get into or get looks that I've not been able to get into. So that opportunity to network through the cohort and position myself has been huge. Uh, another opportunity I had was from that same person told me about something called Connections Day at the convention center in New Orleans months ago, or actually, I think sometime last year where I was able to go out and meet people within the hospitality industry again learned it from that person who i met she reached out to me and said you need to go to this thing connections day i took my lunch break went to connections day met a ton of people was able to make some connections with some other businesses who are tied to tourism i've since developed those relationships and watered them and i know right now as i was building towards being able to do something with them it's kind of slowed down because of the circumstances but I know in the future I've got those relationships and I've kept them warm and I'll be able to use that all because of the positioning made by the original meeting I had at the cohorts show off your business day. So it's it's those sort of things from a networking standpoint that help put you in place by showing you exactly where you should be or where you need to be through folks who've been in industries for a long time, having that sort of guidance for you. So my first point around the positioning piece is networking. The second thing is being vocal. Now that ties into networking, but I think that's something that's different because though you may network, you may still be secretive, but I've had to learn becoming vocal is going to be critical for you as well. Now there is a fear or a real fear of somebody stealing your ideas. But as I've heard other people say, even if somebody knew what you were going to do, they're not you. And when you give them the tidbits or little bits about what you're doing with your business, I mean, even if you give them that sort of information, that doesn't mean they're going to necessarily take it and go off and do something positive with it or be able to be as great as you are. I mean, there's a million burger places, right? And you may like one more than the other. You may like McDonald's more than another, you know, Wendy's. You may like Wendy's more than this one. You may like something more lo local. I mean, I've gone to Company Burger, which is out here in New Orleans, and I've gone to, you know, Bud's Boiler or wherever. There's a, a bunch of places to get a burger that you may find. You being vocal about it doesn't mean that somebody won't go start their own burger shop, but you will still have your opportunity to be the preference for somebody and may still be able to have the chance to do it better. I heard a story about Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx, and she talked about keeping the idea secret for over a year from friends and family because she didn't want anybody to take it. And if you're sitting on a million or billion dollar idea and you may be, and people think, Oh, I'm, you know, this is just my idea. You may be sitting on that sort of idea and maybe it does need some time to nourish, but I think being choosy about who you discuss it with is important. So 
I mean, obviously you're not just going to be splabbing about it to everybody, but there are people who could help you position yourself. So being strategic and who you discuss it with is important. So that is something to keep in mind. But at some point you do have to be vocal about it. You have to be able to discuss it because you, you never know who may want to invest in that idea. That, that brings me to my, my other thing or bullet point about being vocal is you don't know who can help. You don't know who's going to be able to say, oh, but that's, you know, I, yes, I'm not in that industry at all. And it may be somebody who has no clue, but they have a family member who does this or have a friend who works in a particular industry and they could help connect you. But you won't get that if you're quiet about those things. And for me, that's something I've had to learn that open your mouth, open your mouth. And I, and I'm fine to talk about my business, but, uh, feel like I'm, I'm begging is not begging isn't the word but if, to feel like I'm kind of drilling a hole in people's head feeling like I'm talking about it too much and for me personally it feels good when I can discuss what I'm doing with somebody and they want to you know ping pong and play tennis with the ideas and I say look this is what I'm doing and they say that's great let's why don't you try this or why don't you try that and of course everybody's got ideas when you say you're in business about a million different ways that you could do it differently but I'm talking somebody who really um understands business and understands what you're doing and has a real insight into that or somebody who's successful in their own right who started their own business or have helped other businesses grow those are the people you discuss it with to say look this is what i'm trying to do i, I want to start a business and i want to do these particular things and i'm trying to set myself up to for, for instance for me i'm trying to set myself up in the hospitality industry to meet folks who work in hotels to meet folks who work in tourism who are connected to people from outside of the outside of the area who are coming in how can i do that how can i get connected to jefferson parish convention and, and visitors bureau how can i get connected to new orleans convention and visitors bureau how can i con get connected to the new world to the mayor's office to mayor Cantrell? how can i do the do those things and having those conversations with people they could say well look <clears throat> i know this particular person you could connect with them they could get you where you need to be. So being vocal is very important as well because you never know who's going to help you get there. And honest people, if you're talking to good people, they're not out to steal your idea. They could potentially be somebody to help you grow it. They may work with you in the future or, or become an investor. So just another thing to think about. And then the last thing in terms of positioning, and, and this cannot be overlooked at all. I've talked about the networking. I've talked about the being vocal, but having a great product. One that you A, like to talk about and and B, that you want to talk about. So having a great product, having something that people see and understand and then want to buy, making sure it looks good, it's pretty in pictures, making sure if you have a service, you're explaining it well, if you do a particular thing. Um, if you have something where you do provide a service that you've got testimonials or you've got referrals where people could say, I've worked with Jonathan. He's, he's great. He's helpful. He does all the things that I need done. Having all those things in terms of product or service is important as well. And I think that that gets lost at times because sometimes people have a great product and don't know how to pitch it. Or sometimes people know how to market and, and pitch things but don't necessarily have a great product but for me i think having a great product will supersede the the end of time um, even having something that people may need but that that is something that cannot get lost in the shuffle and for me i'm always trying to tweak and i know again you know working harder is always great but perfecting that product and, and getting it to where it's something that your customers say that they want and something that people again see and like 
and understand that that barrier to 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 having people want to buy is low. People see it. They they know it's a gift box. They know it's a this. They know it's a that. And understand, oh, I see that. Oh, that's got all the things I like. You you have all the things I like or need. I want to work with you. And that that's that's so important. Um, but more importantly, the second bullet point I have for this is having something that y- your customer likes. And I, and I just kind of mentioned that. But having something that your customer sees and knows and can relate to and brings up that emotion with them. I know for me, in a gift box, you have to see it and, and love New Orleans. You have to love New Orleans before you see it. But once you see what I'm doing... And you love New Orleans. This is exactly what you need. You get it and understand if I ship this to myself or I ship this to my family member, they are going to see it, know it, understand it and love it. So hopefully that was something you could take with you again. Three things that I think in terms of positioning, obviously positioning is so important. Look for ways to position yourself. It's great to want to do everything on your own. It's great to want to climb the mountain by yourself. But if you know somebody who sells mountain shoes ropes backpacks and all that connect with them to help make that climb a little bit easier so three points first thing is networking the second thing is being vocal and then the third thing is having great products so again hopefully you like the podcast um if you do like it share it please let let the world know that you're listening to it if you're getting something for from it leave a a review if you always want to reach out to me you have you have that option Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at boxofcare.com. You can always reach out to me. Thank you for listening, and I will catch up with you next week. Thanks again for listening. Please go back and check out previous episodes, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you found us. Remember, you can do what you want, but I will always mind my business. Bye-bye. This episode of the Mind My Business podcast is over. But be sure to subscribe, rate, and follow this podcast for interviews with business owners and more tips on how to start and make your own ventures incredibly successful. You can find Mind My Business on all major platforms or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. When it comes to your business, we want you to do what's best, but we will always mind our business.